Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of ESADA Innovation Lab podcast. Today we're here with Patricia Soler, the um, managing director and also the co-founder of Sitting Energy. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. You're welcome. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. Pleasure for me to be here. <laughs> so my first question is so simple. Can you please uh, introduce yourself and explain to us about your professional career? Okay, so... Uh, I've had a lot of uh, turns in my professional career because uh, actually, originally, I am a biologist. So I did study biology. I, I finished my uh, studies, but uh, I realized that if I wanted to work as a biologist, um, I was going to bother everyone in the laboratories, you know, like asking, how, is your bacteria, how are your bacteria doing? Because I really, what I wanted was to be in, in constant interaction yes. with people. So I realized that either I became a teacher uh, or I was not going to be able to, you know, work uh, as a biologist uh, like that. So uh, that, that was my first stage. But then I decided to move around and to travel and to keep learning and working. Um, during my career, I did a lot of things as a hostess. I even started a small company on hostess and organization of events when I was really young and still studying. Uh, so I realized that what I really liked was, you know, to be with people yes. and everything. But then there was a time, you know, as I told you, there were a lot of turns where I thought, you know, I really want to have a foreign experience. So I moved to the to the U.S. at the beginning to just like to perfection my English and to just get the experience. Once there, I thought, let's study something because I don't want to just be there. So I, uh, I studied business management and marketing and I kept going and I started going there to motivational uh, speakers conferences and things like that. And I realized that I really love that. And I was young at the time and I thought, this is what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> and uh, so my career just like took different turns and I was uh, doing... Um, First, I worked in, uh, after studying, I got a job from one of my teachers offered me in web developers companies. You have to think that that was middle of the 90s. Uh, I know that makes me old, but uh, that was the time and there were no web developers yet. People didn't have even a web page. So it was like an amazing growing uh, industry. And uh, um, from there, I started like really enjoying and learning and everything. Lots of personal things happened around and around 2002, I moved back to Spain and then I started working. I was a biologist. I thought, what am I going to do? There was not still a big industry on web developers here. So I started working in a laboratory, but not like you imagine, like in a lab, but like in a pharmaceutical company. And first I started with sales. Immediately I was promoted to marketing. So I, I learned a lot about how company work, companies work mm -hmm. over there and all the, you know, difficult situations and how to handle people and the importance of, you know, human beings to make a company work. And then we moved. I mean, I, I know it's a long story. Maybe you thought it was a one minute answer, but <laughs> it's a long story. Then we moved to, to Denmark and I stopped working after a bunch of years working in marketing. And I thought, do I really want to do that? And that's when I decided to become a coach. Oh, and from so there, nice. I just became a coach, started working as a coach, moved to Belgium, trained myself in lots of different, you know, um, aspects and things like change management, emotional intelligence. I was like in a very growth uh, moment of my life of learning. And um, it's just one thing brought the other. I always am very proud to say that I really never had to look for clients. It was really like uh, I started working and then when people talked to the other, okay, I worked with her and then I started growing, growing, growing till the point where it didn't make sense to work for other people, but just to start my own company. 
And there I was for almost uh, nine years in Belgium. And then I moved to Spain. I reopened my company and now it's going very well. So that's wow. that's the story of, uh, of my impressive. company. Thank you. And as you said, you have a coaching company mm -hmm. and its name is Seeding Energy. Can yes. you tell us um, what it does basically? Perfect. Yes. First, uh, for the name, you know, uh, uh, it was a long time thinking about how could we be cold, you know, in a company like this. And then uh, uh, everybody knows me that knows me or that has had me as a teacher or in a conference always say, oh, you bring a lot of energy. You have a lot of energy. So made sense to call the company Seeding Energy. energy. Uh, and what we do, it's not only coaching. Actually, coaching is just a small part of it. It's just like a lot of uh, trainings, uh, uh, you know, uh, consulting, uh, uh, conferences. Uh, you know, I work with people that want to grow. So if it's a company, a company. If it's a person, a person. If it's a team, a team. So we work with lots of different industries, public and, and private. Yes. And uh, that's what we do mainly. Nice. And can you also explain to us what are your responsibilities as the directing manager of yes. this company? Yes. So uh, we're not a big company. It's a small company. And I want to keep it like this because my objective, it is not to grow and then uh, have people that do what I do now. I like what I do now. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to keep doing it. So there's a limit. I mean, I have X hours per day that I can work, so I cannot grow more. But my responsibilities are mainly, you know, taking care of the clients, uh, uh, making sure I give the best uh, uh, to them. I have people working that help us with, you know, invoicing and like contacting and all these kind of things. I don't have to take care of that. So my main responsibility if it, for me, it's a creative side. It's like contacting with clients, being the face that talks to them, but at the same time, understanding what their needs are and then absolutely, you know, create something absolutely adapted to them. This is what passionates me. Great. And um, how do you see the future of coaching industry? Do you think that nowadays, in comparison to the past, there are more people who look forward to a good uh, coaching service yes. um, before, like, setting up their businesses? Yes. So it's a very good question because I think that at the beginning it was, uh, um, you know, this coaching. A lot of people... We have to say that say oh I'm a coach but really they didn't have anything so it was a very much not controlled industry when it started and also people were like okay what is this thing of a coach some people even thought some companies a lot of companies contact me to be the coach of someone in in you know in their teams and um, and sometimes people take it like do I have a problem why do I need a coach and this is not the point of having a coach a coach is a gift Because a coach is going to, it's like having that person that is listening to you, that it's making you question things, that you're like, and it's kind of helping you just go to the path you want to follow instead of just going in live like, okay, should I do this? Should I do that? Never giving advice, but just guiding you. So to answer to your question, yes, I see that there's more and more demand because now it's like well seen to have a coach. And, and on top of that, if you want to start a new company, um, you might have a thousand things in your head, a lot of, you know, wishes to, to start it. But sometimes you're, okay, what if that doesn't work? What if this? What, why me? You know, there's a lot of people that want to do that thing. Why me? And having a coach is going to help you to be like, okay, and why not me? You know, so what is it that I have to do to get there? Well, maybe I succeed, maybe I don't, but am I going to learn something? So that's what coaching helps you too. That's why... More and more, I, I work with companies, with managers that have teams, with anything, but with people that want to start their own business because they just need a little bit of push, you know, not guidance because it's not about telling them what to do. They know better than us coaches. 
but at least to be there for them, you know, like, you know, pushing. And kind of encourage them to exactly. have the courage and set up their own business. Exactly. Like, or to figure nice. it out, you know, and to see what the things are, you know, nice. important. So what skills do you think are required for a person who wants to have their own coaching company someday in the future? Okay. So I will say anyone could have a coaching company, even if you're not good at coaching, because you could hire coaches and you could have them. But if you want to become a coach yourself and then be the, you know, have a bigger company or whatever... It is absolutely necessary, first, that you care about people. <laughs> Because I've seen people that are like, okay, another coaching. Yes, okay. When it, you're fake, that, that can be felt. I've had a lot of coaches that said to me, well, I had a coach before and well, I didn't like it at all. And I'm like, how, can you, how come you don't like a coach? The coach <laughs> is there to listen to you. So first, you need to like people. You need to care about people. I'm not saying everyone in the world, nobody likes everyone in the world, <laughs> that's clear. But to like at least, to work with people, that's the first thing. Second, you need to be good at active listening. If you have trouble with that, first work on that, and then you become a coach, or you open a coaching company. Because coaching is about listening, but listening in a way with open ears and like really caring about what are you telling me. It's not about you, it's about the other person. And really, really, really having that wish of, wanting people to grow, you know, and like, really, it's not about you. It's about them. The minute I start a coaching session, I just had one just before coming. I'm, I'm there. I'm like totally there, you know, open to that person. Like, talk to me. I remember when I started, I was afraid, like, oh my God, they're telling me things and I don't know what to say. I don't know the answer to that. Oh my God, how am I going to be a good coach? I don't know what they should do. The minute you leave that aside, you do not have to know. You just have to ask questions, listen to the person and just be there for that person. And it just comes up. The person starts like, and what would you do? And what do you think are your options? You know that. And it just flows. But you need to like that. And you do have patience. So lots of things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and as you have said, so you're a coach and we wanted to ask for advice about something. There's so many students who want to have their own company someday in the future. They may have the idea of a startup but they don't have enough experience and that's why they're doubting to take further steps toward yeah. the creation of their company. So what advice would you give to these students? Okay, so I will not... Uh, we were talking yesterday about emotional intelligence in one training and one of the characteristics of people that are highly emotionally intelligent are that they have positive influence. Mm. Positive influence is not like, I'm not going to push you all to go like, go for your business, invest everything you have and everything. But my advice would be, The first, it's a sentence that I'm stealing from Mark Twain that just says, you know, they did it because they didn't know it was impossible. So if you say to yourself, oh, this is impossible, nobody's going to do it, nobody ever did it, you're never going to do it. I tell my kids the same thing, you know, like if you start with that, for sure, you're not going to do that or get there. This is the first thing, like, just don't say to yourself, this is impossible. Why not? Second, really sit down and think about all the things that you're going to need because maybe you just need a simple website that you can do anywhere because the idea is brilliant and you need your power and it's not a big investment. So don't think like, oh my God, I want to start, start a business. It's going to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to. I have my office at home. When people want to meet with me, they never come to my home. We always find places. So nowadays, you don't need a place. Before you started a company, pay the rent, pay this. There was a big investment. Unless you want to open a shop, then it's different. But the first thing is believe that why not? Second, look at all the possibilities. Third, please, please, please 
There's a lot of people that love you a lot that will tell you, oh my God, you're not going to get into that. Please finish your career and start working for a company with a salary and with safety. Those are people that love you, but they don't realize that they're cutting your wings. So I'm not saying to you, jump in the pool without water. I'm just saying, just don't say no. Say, instead of saying like, why me? Say, why not? And like, look at the things and above all, Look in the internet or network, network, network. Other people might have done things similarly. So learn from other people and other people's experiences. But never say no to yourself. Why not is the question you have to say. Exactly. To so you think that the first and the most important uh, point is to think that it's possible. Yes. Yes. In the moment you say this is not possible, it's not going to be possible. You know, so why not? possible then maybe you start investigating and everything and you're like oh my god maybe not that but you know i really want to do this i want to say one more thing it's just that you talk a lot young people now uh, about being in the flow you know it's something i learned because now i gave even training i give even trainings about being in the flow so i know but it's a beautiful expression you know when you find the thing that makes you be in the flow just go for it it's going to be successful You see, just believe and go and look and it will take longer, shorter, but never, you know, leave that idea or that or that, you know, wish or that feeling you have about I can make the world a better place or I can do this a better way or people have that need. Why not? Exactly. Yes. That's so important. Yeah. So as the last question, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> um, it's always very emotional when you think about that, you know, because you see yourself like super young and I think um, I would have said, I, I, I want to say that maybe I would have said, okay, start earlier with, I knew very early that I wanted to be a motivational speaker doing that, apart from coaching, but like, so I would have said, hey, go for that earlier. But then I think, yeah, but you know what? All your life made sense and everything you learned took you where you are now. Yes, later in life, but so what? You know, I, I, I learned. But I might say, you know, uh, I know it's very typical, but probably a lot of people will say that, but it's just like, believe in yourself, you're going to make it, you know, believe in yourself, you're going to make it because I see myself now and I'm like, yeah, I am exactly what I want to be. There's still a lot of things to do. Huh? I'm not saying I'm, I'm done at all. You still have a lot of Patricia Soler, <laughs> but, uh, but I am in a place I love to be. So I will say, just believe in yourself and, and just keep going. That's so nice. That's a nice <laughs> advice. And thank you so much You're very for this uh, conversation. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Yes. And also I wanted you. to thank our audience for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you.